Dude, that was off the top. That was actually a Troy original. If anyone's wondering, <laughs> he, he came up with that right now. So well, well Literally. done. Well done. Yeah. Thanks, man. No I, no, I mean it's a good point, right? I mean, it. it I mean, the correlations today is kind of uncanny, right? Minus the fact that you know we're trying to create our own country, but uh, just kind of the unrest in the streets and what's going on financially with individuals and, you know, yeah, what, and everybody's you got know, a the, different stre- the stress that's causing, like it's right. Right. It's craziness out there right now, man. But for some, but, for some, it's not right. For it's, yeah. it's always this weird yin and yang thing. I mean, it's, it's an opportunity just to, I don't know, for us to sit back, think about it, man, and let those things sink in. And, and what's this opportunity and where's my motivation? Let's go. Exactly. Uh, damn. You want to break this the news is, or me? Dude, do we, I, I guess we, <laughs> we, we, we break the, you go, you go for it. You go for it. All right. So we, we had this whole show in, 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 in put together when David Ramsey world was like, I'm in. Olga wanted to talk about SEG. We have this Mars geology. This is three months in the making. This Mars geology stuff is incredible. The, that thing is so cool. But David Ramsey hits me up in the morning. I'm in physical therapy because I got my old man's back riding dirt bikes. And, uh, and he's like, man, I need to adjust the time. And I'm like, it's a live event, man. I adjust the time. What do you mean? And so he's like, I can't make it. And something popped up. And it's really an amazing story. LinkedIn has totally removed this dude from LinkedIn, blocked him from doing anything. And in our conversation today, which we were hoping to have live, uh, he was telling me about how that's going. And he's just, uh, man, it's pretty wild. They, they, they shut him down completely just for try, passing information. But he was, you know, he was heavily in what he thought about it, specifically COVID. And they, boom, they booted him for what he, what he was bringing up and the conversations that he was creating. And, and it, was, it was wild. So he's like, I'm, I'm going after these guys. And, and so that was really interesting. But at the end of the day, he couldn't make it. So we have all this content, essentially, from his show. We have these great discussions. But right now, Skippo, who do we need the most? So this, we're freestyling today, folks. This is going to be a show for the people, by the people. Uh, <laughs> at least, well, at least the, the first, first part. Yeah, yeah, the first half of this. The first half of this. Because we don't want to show you guys a video of, you know, the conversations that we had with, uh, with Ramsden. Because that's just... You know, you can do that on your own time. That's, that's not what we're here for. We're here right. for a live discussion. We're here for thought-provoking ideas. We're here to, you know, just kind of discuss what's going on now. And we were hoping to do it with, with Ramsden, but unfortunately, right. because that fell through, uh, you guys are the show today. Yes. Welcome yes. to the show. Welcome, Welcome to PPE to- <laughs> Live. Just have stable Wi-Fi, just not be in a car, uh, but we want to bring you in. We're going to have, literally me and Skips are going to have an open discussion right now, and we'll just kind of play it out. If we see people dropping out and not interested, we'll just, we'll move to Olga. She's ready yep. with SEG. Thank goodness. She's like 15 minutes early, <laughs> digital background, lighting. She's ready to go. Thank goodness for Olga. And Thank Mars, goodness. Mars geology, folks, I can't even put this in, in good words of how incredible the geology and the interpretations and the data. It's basically an eight-year compilation of data done in three months from Stan Keith. Very, very unique perspective about how rocks put together. Mars is incredible. Incredible. NASA, JPL, I hope you're on the show because it is. It's so fascinating what's happening on Mars. We'll get there. Before that, as everyone's kind of, I think, still figuring this out, you're live. Yeah. We want to bring you in. All you have to do is raise your hand. Oh, we got a chat. What do you got in the chat? Anything good? Yeah. 
But one thing, uh, while you're looking for somebody and we're seeing if, if this actually works and somebody comes on the show, uh, David Ramsey once started talking about how supply and demand is so obviously thrown off. And it's like a 500-day prediction. What? 500 days longer of not making money? That sounds gnarly. And he's like, yep. And he had all this reasoning behind it. And he, he used ExxonMobil as an example on the website. It, it, it's really good stuff. And what, basically what he was saying was we took all this money from 2009 and shortly thereafter, 300 billion, whatever the number is, and we just started pumping it into laying these laterals and creating this incredible business and growth that happened at $100 oil. Now that's not $100 oil. And now there's this big supply and demand problem. And he's saying this doesn't look like it's going to offset for a while. And everybody's saying, all right, you're making a prediction, obviously. And then he's just throwing it out there. It was interesting. I'm like, dude, what about global demand? We can't forget about the fact that we need so many more roads and buildings and schools and everything for, for, for all the societies and cities. And there's so much work. There's so much growth uh, in the, in, around the globe. What about that? Isn't that a massive demand that could show up? And he's like, yep, I'm not, you know, you're not debating that. Nah, I mean, hey, your situation of, of going out there and saying whatever you want to say and, and uh, you know, it's, it's controversial. So there's, there's whatever. I'm sure he gets complaints about it. I don't know. Maybe LinkedIn just has this automatic system that says, all right, it's just got to the point. Done. Cutting you out. That's kind of crazy. That's like, a, I don't know, a freedom of speech thing, whatever. Yeah, that's the interesting thing because, I mean, he should – be able to express his opinion freely, right? That's, right. I mean, it's in the Bill of Rights. That's the beautiful thing about this country, right? We are, we're all given the freedom of speech, but I guess when you're on one of these platforms and, you know, Facebook has gotten heat for it, YouTube has gotten heat for it, as far as expressing that freedom of speech, they, it's, you're still under their platform's control and those moderators' control. Um, it kind of makes you, sense, man. I, I always say we're not, we're, it, social media is way too soon. Our yeah. society wasn't ready for social media to tell. You're going to tell me everything you think about everything. We're not ready for that. We got too many things to think about ourselves. We're figuring it out, man. Exactly. Like, it, social media it, but, just turned this tornado of, of whatever. But, negativity but, but, and positivity. But, yeah. It's that tornado of negativity and positivity. But I mean, there are lines as far as, you know, spreading misinformation or, oh, yeah. uh, you, you know, it, there and I, I'm, I'm not really familiar what, what David has been posting over right. the last, yeah, over the last month or so, but I knew I there was stopped. some stuff. I knew there was some stuff about COVID and I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're, when you're, when you're like posting hot takes on statistics about, you know, like you said, fatality rates and that kind of stuff, that's a real touchy area, right? Cause you, you say something wrong and all of a sudden you, you know, that, that, that's, that's kind of the, uh, you know, taking the step back. It's interesting. It's kind of... So there's like a policy in LinkedIn that's like, look it, we can't validate necessarily the resources of anything. So mm -hmm. let's <laughs> let's control where people are getting their information by. Oh, hey, hey Brian agrees with me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Brian Bottoms. He says I agree oh, with man, freedom of speech, did. but DRW spreading misinformation sometimes. Not all of his posts, but. Dude, this is good stuff in the chat from Calvin and Brian. Calvin then responded, and climate change folks aren't. History gets written by the victors. But 
Yeah, that's an interesting one. Because I mean, we huh. talked about climate change on our on our last podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that was uh, that was uh, yeah, that's that's a that's another really you know, weird area to like touch on as well. Well, it's, but, it's exactly in context of what we're talking about. This is a real yeah. life in context problem from what we are learning in this discussion. And that's the fact that we're not ready for social media. We're not ready to hear everybody's minds about all these subjects. Here's why climate change. Mm -hmm. We think that we actually have the ability to make a massive drastic impact on the planet by what we do as human beings on this planet. And people take that to the extremes. It's an emotional attachment to you're destroying our planet. And it's so misunderstood because of scale. The simple thing of scale. Mm. We have to just chill, hit the pump, pump the brakes. COVID is telling us pump the brakes, Skippo. It's like mm. pump the brakes, think about some shit. Let's reevaluate. <laughs> let's talk about it in modern context, in modern fucking geologic concepts. And let's talk about it. And so when you do that, it gets really, really good. I had a great little heater with somebody. He's like, oh, look at the, all these fires in California. And he's driving around filming the fires. And I'm like, dude, a little extreme. And he's like, what do you think? It's not this. I'm like, whoa, what do you mean? Let's talk. So I just bared him down. You mean the fires that have been going on for like the last 200 years in California? That's right. You know yeah. what the fires are, Skippo? I think geologically what's happening in California is under major strike slip stress. There's tension and there's methane. There's a bunch of yeah. gas in California and underneath California and any kind of movement, what's it going to cause? Friction. Friction causes spark. What's that going to cause? It's going to light the methane that's coming up through the cracks. That could totally be a real hypothesis. Somebody else needs oh, to do and, it, and, it is, and it is like a valid hypothesis because you have methane seeps all across the San Andreas and like synthetic right. faults on the San Andreas. I mean, when you look at the basically the front of the Sierra Nevada batolith on like the Western margin where the San Andreas kind of like bounds across. Yeah. Like you have all these, you have all these massive forests, right. And then you, where you have those areas of trans tension, you have massive methane seeps that are just wow. coming to the surface. And you just know, that's something in, folks. that's stuff that can't be quantified as far as, you know, methane release into the atmosphere. I mean, right. I haven't you know, seen any reports on CH4. it. Yeah. We got carbon. Carbon's just pumping out of this thing. And we're thinking, ah, oh, carbon, CO2. I even get in debates with Stan over this. I'm like, dude, Stan, it's like a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of percent of the atmosphere. And you're saying slight little tweaks to that tiny, tiny little piece of the atmosphere is, is chaotic. And mm -hmm. he's like, hey, that's what the, the, the data does suggest, that fine-tuned CO2 data through geologic time has this major influence. I'm like, yeah, but what about all the other things? Nitrogen, oxygen, what's all that stuff doing yeah. in the atmosphere? Water, what's all that doing in the atmosphere at the Ooh. same time? Matthew's got a, he says, I think your spark method needs to be rethought. Ooh, I like it. I like it. So what yeah, do you, hey. hey, so Matthew, would you mind coming on and see, like getting your hot take? No matter what, if it's bad video, bad audio, we got to remove you. Well, let's, let's give it a try. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to do video, but uh, we can do audio. It's Bello Bradic. Bello Bradic. Okay. I, Bradic. I botched you close. it. Yeah, I was close. I was close. But yeah. You sound like close. somebody from the Vikings. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's uh, uh, Croatian originally. Wow. Cool, man. What are you, six foot eight? <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I might have different answers now that I know you're a beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. No, tell us. Tell us what you're thinking. 
No, I, I think, you know, if, if you want to go down the road of, of coming up with different hypotheses of, of what's causing climate change and all that, mm. I mean, sure, and, but you can start testing these things. The, the atmosphere is a closed system, more or less a closed system. So anything you put into it's got to come out of it. Right now, right. We're, we're putting in CO2. We don't really right. have a good CO2 sink except for the oceans. And when you start dissolving lots of CO2 in the ocean, you start to make a lot of acid. Okay. What, what are you getting at? Are you getting at that we have a model today that is completely defendable on this? Well, come on. Now, all models are, are wrong, right? Some are usable. Right. Yep. Uh, so but, what are you getting at? Well, I don't know what I'm getting at. I'm just saying that, you know, <laughs> for you to say that, you know, the methane coming out of California is what's causing it all to burn. It's, it's probably not the case. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. It, it's more of just a working hypothesis on one of the potential. Yeah. You know, anybody thinking please. about it? There's a question for back to, but no, 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 I agree with you. I think lightning, I think the methane seeps are also part of it in some areas, especially up North, like, uh, it like east of Sacramento, Grass Valley. That whole area is under uh, is very very interesting geologically. Right uh, into the deep and see we're getting to a good discussion about what's wrong with the climate science as a whole. Look at the scale of the planet, and then look at the scale of the data that's going into the model. And granted, we don't have the ability to take all the data, but we have the ability to make some really, really good sound assumptions about what this scale has to say, specifically, definitely, the concept of serpentinization. That is an incredibly new and profound process that's happening on this planet. It's without question happening on Mars, which we'll talk about later. Serpentinization is a global, process. It's basically the moho. Serpentinization, dehydration of peridotite. When ocean water and rock formation happens at depth, we're talking 15 kilometers, 20 kilometers, up to 40. Serpentinization is a process that's happening. The model doesn't take that into consideration. The model's just reading the atmosphere and trying to figure things out. We got to get the model to think of scale. And that's where Skips' point was with the tension around these big bends in California that we know methane's coming out of. That's just so, where the big stuff's happening. So, what about I the mean, small scale? But the other thing that, I, I mean, to add, it's like, it's definitely happening, right? That's definitely something that, I mean, we're coming out of an ice age, right? right. So it's, I think the more interesting topic is how much has human impact had on changing the climate right has how much of an impact has it truly accelerated like that that rate i think that that's where my head's at on the issue i know climate change i feel like for most people probably who are also attending or you know it's like a touchy subject right it is way but, too touchy the biggest problem is the emotion side of it it gets very passionate very quickly on the subject you gotta pull that out and, and talk rocks and, and think about full scale new ideas we know that the model's not right. Okay. Let's incorporate some new ideas. Let's talk about it. Well, it's very difficult to figure out how fast things are, are really happening when you go back and compare right. things to geologic time, because there's exactly. lots of, uh, lots of clinker beds, you know, at the end of the Cretaceous that aren't associated with the, the asteroid impact that were huge fires, Ooh. you know, how long, yeah. how many times did that happen and all that? Yeah. But we do know, uh, that we did have an impact when we did the Clean Air Act, 
we went from lots of particulates in the air to no particulate, well, yeah. reduced amount of yeah. particulates in the air. And we went from cooling to warming uh, right there around that time. Interesting. So, to say that we had no, we have no impact on the closed system of, of the atmosphere, which is really a thin layer. Uh, I think that'd be really hard to, uh, hard, hard to come up with a way to say that we absolutely don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Absolutely don't. Sorry. If I, if I use that terminology, you got a great point. What's cool about the Cretaceous is it's one of the hottest times on the planet. And what do we see in the geologic rock record? We see a planet thriving with life. <laughs> we see a happy, totally living, full of life planet. Getting hotter is not bad. Getting cold kills us. Getting hotter, yeah, we can deal with that. Do we have to drastically make decisions on how we're going to totally change a whole industry and how the planet functions and how we have to rush that decision and rush those processes? No way. It doesn't make sense. Well, actually, well, first, Neil, don't be so flaccid going to climate change. All right. Uh, thanks, Neil. Priya, <laughs> love it. Uh, and then Brian says, uh, we have had many hydrocarbon seeps. It is how we found our first wells. We need to realize that this is due to the El Nino-La Nina effect. La Nina is what is happening right now, hence the hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico. But when we have been in the El Nino for a long time, which has caused the droughts in California. So it's like a scale thing. He's saying yeah. like these things... It's, it's like cyclistic, yeah. uh, you know, Willist in cycles, the wobble of the earth and the sun flares and all that stuff adding up. Matt, where are you? Where's, uh, where's that audio coming from? I'm just south of Denver. Oh, cool, man. Uh, the fires, are they pretty gnarly up there? I've heard, uh, heard some things. Uh, we had one day where uh, ash was falling out of the sky. Uh, many days where it's been pretty hazy and stuff like that. It's, it's you know, it's not pleasant. Before this gets too complicated, Matt, it was great listening to you and getting to know you, man. I, I hope to uh, stay in contact with all this stuff. It's good. Yeah, thanks so much. I look forward to hearing the rest of the show. Right on. Yo, man. Can, thanks. You guys can hear me? Yeah, we got yes, you, sir. Scott Taylor. Nice. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Where are you at and what are you doing? Well, I'm also sitting in South Denver and I will say like, um, you know, irrespective of like the debate over the minutia of like climate change, climate warming, what's uh, I find unpleasant is is unbe is uh, you know the past like month month and a half you know we've had like probably two or three days where we can be at our house and like and see the see the mountains and i think that you know a more focused debate rather than pointing fingers at like you know causation is is solutions based so yeah. i pause that is yeah. like I, I hate this like vitriolic argument like it the reason for this is because of this well that, that's great that's like you you can't change what happened in the past what you can try to do is propose a solution to rectify this so that it's pleasant and enjoyable to go outside for example to go into the mountains for a hike or to go and take my kids out and go 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 fishing on the river right and not have like yeah. ash guy and that's like not necessarily something that's related in all cases to a climate change or human related activity. But like, I think that yeah. would be, you know, something that for people in California, especially in Colorado and like, you know, in Oregon right now where, you know, like where I grew up in Vancouver, Canada, it was it looked like Mars. It was miserable. You know, the same wow. thing. Those, uh, well, I mean, you, know, those, you bring those, up a those, good point about solutions. Solutions you're, is where I like to focus. Right. Your focus is on. Yeah. Yeah. We're a solutions based industry in the energy business. Like, right. you know, it's like more like just focus on the solutions. Yep. 
Nah, dude, that's really good. Focus on the solutions. And that's what it is an opportunity to bring in new ideas to the model and bring in new solutions, new ideas that are going to drive things that are actually making an impact on what we could be or could not be doing, whatever. I love that. The, the, you're a solutions guy, Scott. Yeah, because otherwise... So, you not, 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 not to throw you under the bus, Scott, but what is your solution? How are you, how are you saving us? <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily have one. I know you do. I would, just, I, I, I would say is like, I just don't... I think it's, a, it's kind of a, a, you know, esoterically, it's a moot point to, you know, get into a, an argument about who's at fault, who's, what's the causation, you know, we're all living here. We're all living on this planet and we all enjoy looking at the sunshine and going outdoors with our, with our kids. And we all enjoy having electricity and the comforts that we have right. in our society. And, you know, there's a lot of horsepower in this industry. And rather than being in a defensive mode or a vitriolic mode where you get into an argument, you know, where is that next solution to come from? I want like like you said at the beginning, where's that positive energy, man? Right on, man. I love yeah. that. I'm glad you count. I'm glad you popped in and reminded us of positivity. Two roads coming together, making a new road long, last longer. It's wider, can hold more people, whatever it is. New yeah. road, keep large objects off the tracks. Don't drive it through the windy areas. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. You're spot on, dude. And the, at the science and, and what's progressing on this side, specifically in the science community, that is where we, that's, that's kind of thing we need to follow this up with. Who is it? How does that even get started? How do you start even attempting to build a community, a, a committee that is saying, look, that's what we're doing. Or where is that committee? Let's do a show with that committee. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. I mean, that, that really is kind of the mindset we need to be having instead of, yeah, just, you know, either putting your head down and trudging forward and just kind right. of being, you know, oblivious to what's going on or, you know, trying to deep dive deep so far into the problem that you actually get lost in the problem itself that to the point where you're not actually looking for a solution. I think that's, mm. I think that's just a major, that's kind of a microcosm of a lot of things that are going on right now. You know why that mm. is? It's easier to blame someone or attack someone than it is to like actually spend the time and mental effort to go and actually find a technical solution to a very mm -hmm. complex problem. And that's why. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly why. It's an energy problem. <laughs> it's, it, there, there's always that answer too, where it's like, well, someone else will work on it. I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. And well, here we are, man. I mean, Mars geology is about an ultra deep hydrothermal process that Stan and Magma Kim has, has gone around documenting around the planet. And now they're applying it to Mars. And this UDH process is, is huge and so powerful. So it, it'll be interesting to, to keep this in perspective as we as we go towards the the mars presentation skits what do you th i mean do we do we take a vote and just say do we bring in olga and, and move on or are we going to keep wait no the the people are still speaking uh brian bottoms uh he oh this is something that he wanted to ask uh uh drw uh he often says that all rock worth owning is already owned. I disagree with the statement. He also praises EOG. EOG has claimed to be uh, stealth leasing five to six plays across the U.S. at minimal acreage costs. Where do you think nice. these plays are and how viable do you think they are? Damn, that's a great question. Dang, that's a dude. Super fucking good question. <laughs> Such a good question. I need a beer. Maybe a break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Dude. All right. So David Ransomwood's commentary, I feel like, you know, for me, I scrapped that as the dude lives in, in the business world. Business is 20 years ahead of its time. I mean, it's making calculations on EURs and making the prediction, can you make money and how much money are you going to make? That's, oh, that's been running. And, yeah. and you can push that out a long ways. And so, I, you know, how fast can change happen? I don't know, Brian Bottoms. I think it, it's going to come up to us. It, 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 the only way we get drastically better is by building the community that's making the decisions to do those pro, or exchange, exchange those ideas with different ideas. That change is going to take time. So T-Roy, big brain question, big brain question. So where do you think those plays are? Where do you think oh. EOG is leasing up secret acreage? Yeah, look at that. I got I to gotta turn my back for a second. This is the yeah. cracks of the world. <laughs> and what I'm doing is putting together a big ass structural story and looking for tension. See, that's what I think they all found. <laughs> uh, North dude. 70 West. Dude, Texas Shear Zone in Skippo's thesis goes right through the Permian, goes right through all kinds of amazing deposits, natural, mineral deposits. And uh, I would be chasing that. And then I'm going to start splaying off of that system strategically using the grab mag and big regional data. And I'm going to start putting out ideas. As Ooh, Matthew, on fire today, dude. So do you think it's stealth leasing or stealth acquisitions with the downturn? I think it's a combination of the two, but I would say we, it's more you're saying 50-50? I'd say it's more stealth acquisitions yeah. with uh, the downturn. 60-40. That's what I – oh, Brian Bottoms says stealth leasing. <laughs> New play concept? I, I think it's just some that. stuff they've, they probably had on the shelf that – uh now that you know prices have gone down now they can go out and i mean that's the way to do it right buy low sell high that's right. how that's how you make money you don't make money buying high and then attempting to you know sell low yeah but more which a lot of people have a lot of people have done in the permian yeah and when those announcements get a lot of money right when those announcements get gets made uh brian bottoms i'm hoping you're gonna email us and let us know exactly where that was because my question or what i'd be interested in is it all unconventional or did they find this big you know dolomite conventional type thing and uh what, what are they buying right what what are they going after dude that was good man that's blowing up yeah neil says they're looking in wyoming and utah wouldn't be surprised I'd be surprised if uh, how much yeah. of it's Permian. I mean, the way that, you know, Diamondback talked about Dean, you know, it's, it seems like it's something that could be viable. I mean, it's sandwiched right in between, you know, Sprayberry Wolf Camp sitting right there. So it's. Yeah. That's interesting. It's just, it's just, finding, it's just finding Dean that, you know, doesn't have, you know, 16 well bores around it that have all been, you know, blown to bits. You know, yeah. it's been cubed in there, but yeah, EUR technology, man, you're bringing it up, kind of an idea. Yeah. Got all the real close knit, well communication through the rocks. What yeah. happens? Add some temperature, add some crazy chemicals down there. Not chemicals, a brine solution. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't don't mess with that chemistry. Don't mess with that reservoir chemistry. <laughs> Please God. Oh man, maybe later. Okay, I think this is a good time to. Yeah, cut this right. off. 10 minutes, Miss Olga and SEG, how virtual 2020 SEG is going to actually work. She's going to give us a bunch of insight on that. And uh, we'll be back in 10.